Hey, if you've not had an opportunity to get to know uh, Jill Hofler, uh, if you see her, just say hi. Uh, as you can tell, she is fantastic. Uh, she's, she's amazing. And one of the things that I love over and over about New Cove is this is a place where you are seen and we desire to know you. And so uh, I love this. Uh, I love this community uh, here at New Cove. And I, I, my prayer is always that when you're here, that you would experience uh, the love of Jesus uh, through his people and the way that we can love and encourage one another. Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't realize that I was going to have to do this real quick. Uh, anywho, my name's Troy Heller, Pastor Family Ministries here, right here where you're sitting. Uh, I know that uh, I know that any time that we celebrate something on a large level, like generally, like we do Mother's Day, that uh, that that brings about it puts a spotlight on things that are both really good and some things that are bad or they don't feel so good. And so uh, that's why you know we roll in and uh, to Mother's Day and and we want to be sensitive. Uh, to Mother's Day. And I know history tells me that, that there are some uh, moms, some women who chose not to come today just because of all that is Mother's Day and expectations and things that go along with it. And then uh, I know also there's mothers that have joined us online in one of the three cameras that I'm not exactly sure which one's on. So I'll just look at all of them. I see you. Uh, <laughs> You're probably joining us from uh, maybe a sporting event, maybe your mother's house, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but thank you for, for tuning in and joining us uh, again. I, man, I love this place. Hey, rather than bore you, though, with a full-on uh, Mother's Day message, because I think we, we kind of looked at the speaking team and we said, hey, who is most qualified to give a message to mothers? You catch the humor. That's good. Uh, <laughs> So we didn't do that, and that's why I'm, uh, that's why I'm also still up here. Um, but rather than, than give a, a message that's just Mother's Day specific, uh, I have a message for us today uh, that helps us to be able to, to think about whatever the circumstance is, uh, whether we're talking to mom specifically or uh, the fellows in the room, uh, whatever it is, um, that we could learn what it is to, to be content uh, in, a, in our life. And so... That, as I prayed about today, God brought me to uh, thinking about Paul and his life. And so instead of give you my comprehensive list of what is not an appropriate Mother's Day gift, uh, which, by the way, who, who doesn't enjoy food storage containers? <laughs> yeah, did that. Uh, um, also, I'm not going to stand up here right now and use this platform to make a case for why uh, Father's Day should actually come first because we need a reminder of what it means to celebrate someone. Uh, and so every Father's Day, I'm like, oh, next Mother's Day, I got to make sure to do better. Uh, that whole thing, it's a big conspiracy, I think. I think that should be flipped around to be able to give us a reminder. But anyway, hey, let's talk about Paul, shall we? You guys, you guys up for that? Uh, and don't worry, though, I'm, I'm holding back, right? Uh, but don't worry, by the end of this, I'm going to set you up with, a, with an easy win when it comes to Mother's Day. So, uh, fellas in the room, if you're like, oh my gosh, today's Mother's Day, <laughs> uh, I got your back. All right. So, uh, as I told you, praying about today, I thought about Paul. And uh, 
And I feel like Paul's life has a lot to say about different circumstances or situations that we find ourselves in uh, and what it looks like to live independent from whatever situation we find ourselves in. And by the way, today is about what does it look like to trust Jesus right now? Those are words that we use a lot in student ministry as we help kids to learn to be able to live out their faith. We want to say, what does it look like for me to trust Jesus right now? And I feel like, Paul, you figured this thing out. Uh, So we'll dig in here uh, real quick. I'm going to start with this verse that might be familiar to some of you. It's Philippians 4.13. Okay? It's the verse that I actually memorized as a young believer in late high school. I memorized it because I believed that it was going to help me to break the two-minute barrier in the 800-meter run. And it it didn't work. (laughs) Turns out I needed to train harder, too. Um, So... Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So the verse, though, it's not intended to be read alone. And in fact, if you read other translations, you can see that they point toward us needing the context uh, that goes along with the verse. So I want to do just that. I want to be able to look at the context of that uh, verse. So we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to start with verse 11. And just to give you a little, uh, little thing here. So this is Paul writing a letter to a group, uh, the Philippians. And he's, he's saying, hey, thanks for showing concern for me. And so we pick up in verse 11. He says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then... I can do, I can handle all this through him who gives me strength. To quote a member, uh, a mentor of mine, great googly moogly, he would say, what would it look like if you and I could wrap our heads around this and say, I have learned the secret of being content in whatever the situation. So whether you're here today and you're feeling like, man, Mother's Day, this is my first Mother's Day. I'm so eager and this is fantastic and let's celebrate Or if there are things that are gaps and holes in your heart that exist, uh, not just for the moms, but for for the fellows in the room, for the students in the room, whatever that is, what would that look like to be able to know that Jesus can carry you through all things? So... Uh, I also love this, did a little digging. Turns out Paul made a little list of some of the things that he went through. So what were some of those things? I mean, it couldn't have been that bad. I mean, if he could be content in whatever the situation was. So let's dig it up in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And I love this because if you read 2 Corinthians, you see Paul's kind of holding back, doing the humble thing. And then finally he's like, listen, I got to just tell you, I'm following Jesus. And here's a, here's a list of criteria of things that I've done. Just, just so you know, because I feel like you need to know this. So 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28, he says, Are they servants of Christ? I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received the Jews, uh, from the Jews, the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. What point do you stop getting on the ship? (laughs) I spent a night and a day in open sea. I'm assuming that's without the ship. (laughs) 
I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger, from the, in, danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled, and I have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst, and I have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. So when Paul says any and every situation, I think it's, it's a pretty good list, you know, I mean, uh, of the things that, that Paul has experienced. He's experienced some immense hardship. And so when he says uh, that he's learned the secret, then my ears perk up. I want to hear this. How, how do you trust Jesus in every situation? So, in fact, is it wrong for Paul to ask, like, hey, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to get on the ship again? Um, why does this have to keep happening? Is that wrong? Is it wrong for you and I to ask that? No. Is it fruitful? I don't know. But in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, you remember the love chapter, the one that we read at a lot of weddings or whatever, where we learn the... Uh, we see the fruit of the Spirit where love is patient, love is kind. Well, in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, it says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. You guys, there's a promise there where at some point we're going to see things clearly. And the things that you experience, maybe the hardship that you're experiencing right now, or maybe the hardship that you just came from, or maybe the hardship that's coming this afternoon or tomorrow, we're going to be able to see clearly and to be able to find hope. So I long to see a picture that's not obscured by hardship, by loss, by failed hope, by, uh, or expectation. Uh, the promise that we would one day see clearly and be given understanding for our hardship Man, that's, that's a cool thing to be able to look, look forward to. So back to Paul. We know that he went through a lot. Uh, there's that promise there that, that maybe someday we could have an understanding of what it is that uh, or why God might have used the experiences that we're experiencing right now. And maybe we'll even see a bigger picture to see, man, what I was experiencing really wasn't uh, much of, of as much as it felt like it was at the time. Uh, one of the things that I've loved during this time as we've been through uh, going through the pastor search piece uh, is that you've gotten to hear from a speaking team. There's been a team of five of us, and each of us get up here, and, and you guys, kudos to you. You've hung in there with all of us being uh, just a little bit different and some of us being real different. Uh, thank you. Um, man. Okay. But one of the things that I learned uh, a few weeks ago, my friend Stephen Gracia was up here and he was talking about, hey, so when I read this, here's some of the pictures that come to my mind. And, and so he's helping us attach some, uh, some images to things. And so you guys, I read this part about, about Paul saying, hey, uh, I can trust Jesus in, in whatever situation. I know that it'll give me the strength to get, it, get through it. So here's an image of what I picture. And, and this isn't exactly how I pictured Paul, uh, but I'm going to at least show you an image of uh, what we thought to be Paul. And this is how I pictured him. I, I pictured him writing this from a, a point of victory where he's been like, I've been through this because we've done that, right? Where you're like, hey, you know what? You should talk to my friends such and such. They've been through 
uh, what you're experiencing. They've kind of come through this uh, from a point of victory. And so there's Paul with, you know, bound books and such, uh, (laughs) which is pretty accurate. Uh, But listen, that's, you know, we got to work through the imagery that's in our heads. But you guys, that is not true. He was in prison when he wrote that. Things were not good. So maybe it was an image like this uh, that you'll see here. So that's Paul in prison. Uh, He's chained to someone. Uh, Looks cozy, doesn't it? The pillowcase and the freshly made bed there behind him. Uh, Guys, it didn't look like that either. Prison was not like that. He was not writing about this from from a point of victory in fact, here's the, here's the cell that they think that he was in. This is the best little picture that I could get of it. But apparently, this is a, a tight, cramped space, uh, a real prison cell where Paul was held. And, and this is where he said, this is underground. It's damp and dark. I hear. I have not been there, thankfully. Um, this is where he wrote I have learned that I can trust Jesus in every situation. Whatever it is that I'm up against, whatever it is that's coming at me, this is the space uh, that he wrote uh, to the Philippians from. So when he says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's where he was sitting. The imagery changes then, doesn't it? To know that, oh, no, no, no. I think, I think Paul, had, Paul had something figured out here. How do you and I get there? You guys, I'm not even sitting in a space like this sometimes, and I throw up my hands, and I'm like, I just can't even do this. This is so miserable. My computer had to restart. (laughs) How do we get there? Well, this is what I love. Paul is just modeling what he heard from Jesus. Words of Jesus and what Jesus said to be able to find strength through him. No matter what, Paul, no matter what, Paul's staying connected to Jesus. That's something that you and I can do. In fact, Jesus talked about it in John 15. I'm going to read in just a second a longer passage from John 15 of Jesus speaking. And let's see, do you think, let's see if you think that that's maybe something that Paul was putting into practice. And you guys, I think that this is something that you and I can put into practice. No matter what situation we're in, no matter what it is that we're experiencing, we can trust Jesus right now. And we have to ask ourselves, what does it look like to, to stay connected that way? So if you'd like, you can open up your Bibles in front of you to John 15. I'm not going to do a deep dive on this because I feel like for right now, just the surface activity, the surface reading of it might be enough to stir some things in our hearts. So listen uh, or uh, read along. But this is John 15, starting with verse, 15, oh, with verse 1. Sorry, uh, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Again, I promise you I wasn't going to do a deep dive here, but Jesus did make sure to say that I am the true vine. You guys, there's so many vines that we connect ourselves to. Uh, And this imagery here is of a 
of a grapevine. So the branches connecting to the vine so that we can get the source, uh, the things that we need to be able to carry us through. And you guys, I'll be the first to, connect, to, to confess that there are vines that I've connected myself to that I thought that would be life-giving and that, that would, would help me along, and they were false. And Jesus is talking here about the true vine. He also says, he also says hey, even if things are going great and you're bearing fruit, <laughs> pruning, you're going to experience pruning. Did Paul experience some pruning? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, back on. Verse 3. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. These are words that as I read them, I'm thinking about Paul. And I'm thinking about Paul's life being a reflection of what it is to, to live this out. So how can you and I remain in him? I have a few ideas, but I also think that when we just read this, uh, this passage, I think God might do something in our own hearts. I think there might be some things in our hearts that we're thinking, yeah, God, I know what I need to do to, to remain in you to pursue you, to stay connected to the vine. I know that I desire to bear fruit and not whatever it is that I've been doing. I know what I, what I desire or what you desire from me. So there might be some things there that God's already just has you locked on, uh, locked in on to say, oh, this is how I can, this is how I can continue to walk with you. But I do have a few ideas. Number one, have a, have a correct picture of what remaining in Jesus looks like. What does it look like to abide in him? And if Paul's the example of what it looks like to abide in him, then I think we have to throw out the imagery of, of the perfect life and perfect situations and perfect circumstances. I think those things go out the window. So staying connected with him doesn't necessarily mean like prosperity and goodness. The second one is obedience. So maybe even as you're sitting here right now, you're thinking uh, maybe there's something that you know that you should be doing that you're not doing. Or maybe you know that there's, uh, there's something that you're doing that you know you shouldn't be doing. Keeping Jesus' commands is about obedience and remaining in him. So another way that I like to talk about this, though, because we don't, we don't really like to talk about obedience as much, but the idea of when we recognize how amazing it is that we can connect with God 
that we can connect with Jesus, who is our Savior, and all that Jesus has done, obedience is nothing more than a thank you note. It's an expression of, a, of the realization of what Jesus has done. And so as we, as we sense that connection with Jesus, then that just overflows. That's the thank you that we live out. It's not the, oh, I need to be perfect to show that I'm connected to the vine. It's the, oh, I want to uh, live this out because of what, I've, what Jesus has done. All right, number three. Uh, don't wait until you're through a circumstance to look to make a difference. Paul's in the middle of it. He has no idea uh, if he's to be executed that day, the next day, uh, if he's going to get out, if what's going to happen. But in the midst of it, it's like, well, I got some time. I think I'm going to write. I think I'm going to write a little letter <laughs> right now. You guys, I also have this friend that uh, uh, that I that I uh, am so encouraged by, and this friend is in the middle of it. But I see this friend over and over, like donating to things, supporting and encouraging people, and and all that. And I'm like, man, that's inspiring that you're not just sitting in the circumstance uh, that you are uh, experiencing right now. Uh, number four, be in communication with God. It's the relationship piece, right? There's the listen piece. There's the talk piece. So by listening to God, uh, read read God's word. If you don't know where to start. Let's talk about that. I would love to have those conversations uh, about how to get started reading uh, your Bible or listening to your Bible or whatever that happens to be. But listening can also be finding quiet. Find some space. Do you have a commute? Can you shut the radio off for just a little while and just take a deep breath and go, God, I'm listening. Maybe it's uh, talking to God. So, Sometimes we get in good habits of praying before meals, or sometimes people pray before they uh, get out of bed in the morning, or after they're up in the morning, before they have their coffee, or uh, at night, or whatever your prayer habits are. But it also talks about praying without ceasing. So you can go throughout your day uh, and, and have conversation with God. Just have regular conversation. And if you get wrapped up in that and that gets tricky for you, then uh, I always recommend just a journal. Write some things out to God. Just say, hey, God, I'm talking to you on some paper right now. Uh, lastly, be inspired by others. If there are other people around you that are connected to the vine, that are seeking to serve Jesus, uh, that you know you can just sharpen one another with, man, keep those people around you. Ask them questions. Just be like, hey, you, you're still smiling. <laughs> how, how could that be happening right now? What's that look like? So all of these things, I think, can be wrapped up in terms of relationship. All of this, it's a relationship with Jesus. Paul had that relationship with Jesus, and he's just modeling what that relationship can look like for you and I to have with Jesus as well. Um, so I do, have, I do have this little promised gift for you, and I like, I like this little piece uh, that we've got because it points toward relationship. So anybody that's in the room, we're just trying to take the pressure off from Mother's Day real quick. Uh, I have... Uh, I'm going to put up a QR code here in just a second, and it's, it's a link, so you can use your camera, you can get that out, it's okay, nobody's going to kick you out of the room or anything. It's a link to the five love languages quiz. So here's the thing, with your mother, your mother-in-law, your wife, uh, just have them, have them take this quiz, and then find out like, hey, what is, how do they experience love? What is their love language? And then you can have some discussion about it, because here's the thing. We all, we're all familiar with the golden rule, right? Do unto others as 
you have them done unto you. Okay, yeah. As you'd like them to do to you. That's good. Uh, but, you guys, the patented Dr. Tim Johnson platinum rule. You got this? I see the pens coming out right now. The platinum rule says, do unto others as they want you <laughs> to do unto them. And so, yeah, yeah. Hey, how about that? And so, this quiz answers all that. It's amazing. How do you experience love? Is it gifts? I hope not. Um, So, get the results. Talk about them. Don't argue about them. Uh, If it's quality time, if quality time wins out, then don't ever let her out of your sight. I'm just cheesing. Uh, Set aside some specific time to do something together. If it's physical touch, Give her a hug or hold hands or even ask her like, hey, what, what kind of touch do you appreciate? An awkward long handshake? I don't know. But you can have that conversation. If it's, if it's service, then do something for her. Do something that serves her, that, that makes things easier. If it's words of affirmation, share some kind words. Write a note. Brag on them in front of someone. If it's gifts, Sorry. No, but seriously, you just pay attention to what are those things that, that make her socks go up and down and you just, you buy those. That was another thing that a mentor of mine used to say that described like enjoyment uh, for something. So anyway, uh, but also if it is gifts and just in case it's gifts uh, for any women in the room today, uh, New Cuff has set us up with uh, some gifts for Mother's Day out on the out on the table out there. There are you can choose from a drink or a chocolate bar, I believe. I don't know the varieties of chocolate. I really didn't look at it too hard because, well, I don't get any. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Unless there's some leftovers later. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. So no on the food storage container? Okay. Uh, hey, let me pray. God, thank you so much uh, for today. Thank you for an opportunity to come before you to sense your love for us, your care for us. God, thank you that you are our hope. I pray that you would help us to connect to you as to the vine. God, may we trust you right now in whatever it is that we're experiencing, whatever the circumstance, whether joy or hardship or despair. Uh, God, you are trustworthy, and I'm so thankful. And God, uh, we want you to have all the glory uh, for who we are and how you've made us and created us. So God, I pray all these things in your awesome name. Amen. Hey guys, last thing. So, hey, look at the band right here. We're going to sing a song right now uh, during what we, I'm just joking. They're going to sing a song uh, during what is our offering time. And so offering is, you can always uh, drop offering in in the back at a, in a little uh, wooden tote out there. But then also the, the QR code on the chair backs right there, that is both an opportunity to be able to connect we would love to hear prayer requests. We talked a lot about whatever situations we're experiencing. If you, you might take this time to scan that, submit a prayer request. You can submit your offering uh, electronically there. Um, and you can just connect with us on any of the things there uh, that we can be helpful with you. So thanks, guys.